Welcome to Day of Destiny with Dr. Michelle Corral, author, prophetic teacher, and pastor of Breath of the Spirit Prophetic Word Center. Dr. Corral can be seen weekly, nationwide, and around the world on her weekly telecasts that air on God TV, Impact, and Word Network. Now, let's join Dr. Corral by experiencing Day of Destiny, designed with your highest destiny in mind. Now, here is Dr. Corral. Remember what the Word of God said before we look at this Word. I want you to go back with me to Ezra because the book of Ezra is actually a, it is a chronologically linked text that happens at the very same time the book of Haggai is happening. It is a contemporary text. And you interpret the book of Haggai through the book of Ezra. And so we understand here that the scripture says in verse 24 of Ezra 4, then ceased the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased unto the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Now we know that the beginning of the prophecies of Haggai began, according to Haggai 1.1, began at the beginning of the second year of the reign of Darius. So if we connect the two texts together and we see that the work of God ceased until the second year of the reign of Darius, and we understand that Haggai's prophecy began the second year of the reign of Darius, then we can say his prophetic word was solely responsible for the project that had been delayed for 25 years to be started up again. This is the power of a prophetic word. Watch what the word says. Ezra 5.1. Then the prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Edu, prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel, even unto them. Then rose up Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltel, and Yeshua, the son of Yoshedek, and they began to build the house of God, which was at Jerusalem, with the prophets of God helping them. How were the prophets of God helping them build the temple when it was already ceased and they had to endure every type of adversity? that made them stop the building with force and with power. So how did the prophets help them? Did the prophets get shovels? Did the prophets get little, uh, little uh, help in masonry and start digging a hole and putting on the bricks? Is that what the prophets did? Absolutely not. The prophets prophesied into the project. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. The prophets prophesied the second temple into existence. Can I get a witness somewhere? 
alive. The second temple into being, not by some magical formula, but they prophesied it, first of all, during the supernatural season of God with the Feast of Tabernacles. It was a miraculous moment of destiny when they celebrated the tabernacle of God being set up. This was the moment the nevuah or the prophecy came into Haggai to say you are going to have your temple built again during the time he prophesied it was Feast of Tabernacles. Not a coincidence that they prophesied it in the seasons, the supernatural seasons of God and in the timing of God so that the word when it was brought forth were not just words that were telling God's people about the future. They were literally calling forth the things that were not and breaking the bondages of writings that were against them and breaking the spirits of accusations and bondages that did not want them to go forward. This is why when you are a person filled with the power of destiny in your life and you are carrying the power of a prophetic word inside of you, you cannot afford to be out from under the anointing. You've got to hear the anointing. You've got to be around the anointing because it is the anointing that's going to call that prophetic word that's inside of you out into existence. They prophesied. Notice the word word. The context is, and context is extremely relevant to the interpretation of the text. The context is in verse 24 of chapter 4, then ceased the work of God, of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. So it ceased in the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Then the prophets Haggai and the prophet Zechariah, and the Bible says, and they began to build the house of God, which is at Jerusalem with the prophets of God helping them. Then if we look at Ezra chapter 6, and we will understand, hallelujah, somebody ought to give God the praise and give God the glory. Watch this. And the elders of the Jews builded, and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Edu. Somebody ought to say, I will prosper through the prophesying of God's word in my midst. Somebody ought to give God the praise. So these powerful prophets of God that we have, that their prophecies, now we need to understand that literally in Israel, there were thousands of prophets. The ones that are recorded in scripture does not mean that these are more powerful prophets than other prophets. The ones that are recorded in scripture mean 
that scripture has recorded these prophetic words because they're not only relevant for the moment in which they were prophesying, but everything recorded in scripture is also relevant for the generations to come. So the prophets in Israel that had prophecies and their prophecies were not recorded in scripture, their prophecies were only relevant to the generation that they preached to. But to the prophets who are recorded in scripture, their prophecies are not only relevant to the audience in which they prophesied, but their prophecies are relevant to every generation that reads it. Somebody ought to say, I am prospering through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet even today. Somebody ought to give God the praise and give God the glory. Now, beloved saints, we're looking at Haggai chapter 2. We're going back, and we're seeing the first personal promise of the Feast of Tabernacles. And the first personal promise of the Feast of Tabernacles that we see here is the promise of manifestation. God is promising you that during these next few days as we prepare for the Feast of Tabernacles, as you seek God and live under the anointing of the glory cloud, you will experience a supernatural manifestation of God's presence. Watch this. Haggai chapter 2, verse 1. And in the seventh month and in the one and twentieth day of the month came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai saying, and he's going to say, and we're going to look at verse 7, the last line. And he says, I will fill this house with glory. Filling this house with glory means there's manifestation. He is speaking about the house as if it's already built when it was in a state of ruin. And he is prophesying that the house was going to be filled with glory. I want you to know that your life is going to be filled with glory and that the purpose of God during the Feast of Tabernacles is that you would experience the glory of God, that you would see the glory of God. Can I get a witness somewhere? I want you to see the second personal promise of the Feast of Tabernacles. And the second personal promise of the Feast of Tabernacles is also found in Haggai chapter 2. And we saw in Haggai chapter 2, verse 1, in the seventh month and in the one and twentieth day of the month, the word of the Lord came to Haggai the prophet, which is the sixth day of the Feast of Tabernacles, when he receives this prophetic word. And this is the word. After 25 years of a delay in destiny, now it is the Feast of Tabernacles during the second year of the reign of Darius the king. And we just read in Ezra that the house ceased from building till the second year of Darius the king. We know that this is the second year of Darius the king because if you look at Haggai 1 verse 1, the Bible begins his prophecies with the dating, which is extremely important, not just for chronological purposes, but so that you and I would understand that the moment he began to speak, if you look it up in Ezra, that is when the bondages began to break. Why 
Why does the devil want to shut the prophetic word up? The devil wants to shut the prophetic word up because when the prophetic word is released, bondages are broken. That which has been delayed is no longer delayed. Can I get a witness? Touch your neighbor and say, the devil wants to delay my destiny by holding up the prophetic word. So he'll do everything he can to put the prophetic word in a place that it's not heard or that it can't come forth or that he can delay a little bit longer somebody else's destiny. Can I get a witness somewhere? In the second year of Darius, the king, in the sixth month, Haggai 1.1. And we just read, the work of God ceased till the second year of Darius, the king, so that as you compare in context, scripture is not, uh, not interested in you just becoming chronologically astute with dates. The purpose of this dating is to show us that the moment Haggai began to prophesy the destiny of the returned captives changed forever. The moment he opened his mouth, bondages broke. That which was not came to pass. I hope somebody's hearing this. So now we understand that he is prophesying manifestation. He said, I will fill this house with glory. And the second personal promise on the Feast of Tabernacles, which is yours because it is prophesied to all generations by the prophet Haggai, is that God promises not only manifestation, but God promises restoration. This is going to be a season of supernatural restoration in your life. Somebody ought to give God the praise. This is what he's saying. He is saying, verse 3 of Haggai 2, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your comparison the eyes in your eyes as nothing? The scripture goes on to say he is he's continuing to prophesy. Then he says in verse 8, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. Because they had no more finances. And he's prophesying now the work to be funded, which came to pass through Darius the king. Somebody ought to give God the praise. Watch this. Verse 9. And the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. And in this place, I will give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, what was he doing? He was prophesying peace because they were completely harassed from the moment they began to rebuild the temple 
till the time, 25 years prior to this prophecy, that they were forced to cease with force and power. They could not go forth with the, with the word that God had promised. The prophet Jeremiah, after 70 years, they're going to return and they're going to rebuild. Because when they got to the land, there was unusual accusations and unusual interruptions to the work of God. And because there were not enough, there was not enough strength from the land of Persia with Jews returning, because such a small remnant returned to rebuild, they didn't have the strength to withstand the witchcraft. They didn't have the strength to withstand all of the demonic interference of the rebuilding of that temple so that there was a long delay in destiny until the prophetic word came forth from Haggai. Somebody ought to say, God, preserve the power of your prophetic word in the church. So the promise during Feast of Tabernacles is a promise of manifestation. I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord. And it is also a promise of restoration. The glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former. Prophetic word that Haggai prophesied on the sixth day of the Feast of Tabernacles. Put your hands up right now and say, I receive it. That's my prophetic word right now on the Feast of Tabernacles. Can I get a witness somewhere? Of the third personal promise of the Feast of Tabernacles is not only manifestation, not only restoration, but God wants you to know the third personal promise of the Feast of Tabernacles is one of impartation in your life. During these next few days, God wants to bring manifestation, God wants to bring restoration, but God also wants to bring, hallelujah, impartation. And when we begin to understand the Feast of Tabernacles, we understand that this is a time when the glory of the Lord fell over the tabernacle. And we need to go, if you will, to 2 Chronicles chapter 5. And we are going to see that the events that we're about to read about in 2 Chronicles chapter 5 was the dedicating of Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple, which actually was destroyed, and the temple that is going to be rebuilt, and the date that Haggai gave during the Feast of Tabernacles was because God was going to bring restoration but it is because during the Feast of Tabernacles, initially, there was the dedication of Solomon's temple. Solomon's temple was dedicated on the Feast of Tabernacles. So that when it was destroyed during the Feast of Tabernacles, when Haggai brought that word, he is prophesying into the very time zone of when it was originally dedicated to the Lord. Something 
that's dedicated to God when there is a prophetic word. The prophet has the power to go into a time zone. You're not hearing me. This prophet had the power to go into the time zone of when Solomon's temple was dedicated to the Lord during the Feast of Tabernacles and call it back. Call it back. I don't know if you heard me. Today there are some things that God wants to call back into your life that the enemy stole from you. So we don't need to throw out dates and say the dates that are being prophesied in the word of God are completely irrelevant. Because we're going to understand from 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verses 3 and 13, what actually happened. That God so took this temple during the seven days of dedication. Solomon's temple being dedicated and given to God. It was finished in the 11th month. But it wasn't dedicated till several months later in the 7th month. That means Solomon waited till the Feast of Tabernacles to bring in the ark during the Feast of Tabernacles and position it in its place. And to have the 120 trumpeters and all of the musicians lined up for seven days calling all the elders of Israel from Dan to Beersheba to Yerushalayim to dedicate this temple during the Feast of Tabernacles so that after it was destroyed, when Haggai the prophet stood to help the rebuilders. He prophesied in the time zone to call back what once was that is no longer, and he makes that which was past present again. Somebody ought to give God the praise. So here we see not only restoration, we see not only manifestation, we see not only restoration, but we understand the personal promise during the Feast of Tabernacles impartation. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 3 says, Wherefore, all the men of Israel assembled in the seventh month, in the seventh month assembled themselves unto the king to the feast, which was in the seventh month. Looking at that again, wherefore all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto the king in the feast, which was in the seventh month. That's the Feast of Tabernacles. So there, there's an assembling, there's a joining together, there's a planning, there's an anticipation and a dedication that Solomon has been orchestrating for months and months and months and months 
for the dedication of his temple. Thousands of offerings are being burnt on the altars to sacrifice and dedicate this temple to God. So that even after it was destroyed and made ashes, and even after all the sin, and even after all of Judah was driven out of Jerusalem and 70 years in exile brought back, and they had nothing to build with but just a few things, and forced to cease the rebuilding project by force and by labor to stop. That the moment Haggai stepped on the scene, he calls back into existence what was in the same time zone that it was dedicated because to God, that dedication wasn't just something that was passing. That dedication always stood before him as a memorial and he brought it back to life. Can I get a witness? Now, what is going to happen on the day of this dedication of Solomon's temple? This is why during the Feast of Tabernacles, when the temple was dedicated to the Lord, you are going to see impartation in your life. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 tells us what happened during the dedication on Feast of Tabernacles. Touch your neighbor and say it was during Feast of Tabernacles. It says, and it came to pass... As the trumpeters and the singers were as one, making one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music, and they praised the Lord, saying, He is good and His mercy endureth forever, that then the cloud filled the house, even the house of the Lord, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. Verse 14, so that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the cloud, hallelujah, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Touch your neighbor and say, manifestation restoration and impartation of God's glory during Feast of Tabernacles. Somebody ought to give God the praise. Thank you for joining us today on Day of Destiny. We invite you to our website at mydayofdestiny.com where you can easily access other podcasts and obtain your copy of Dr. Corral's latest book, Secrets of the Anointing. Also, we want to take this moment to invite you to engage in extending your hand of kindness by planting your seed or offering for multitudes that include orphans, providing water wells, providing medical supplies, clinics, feeding programs, and many other services to the suffering church and through efforts of evangelism worldwide. Just go to our website and click the donate button or text to give. Text HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. That's HESED, C-H-E-S-E-D, to 7797. You are also invited to visit Dr. Michelle Corral Facebook or Instagram. 
We look forward to having you encounter the anointing with us on our next Day of Destiny podcast.